Hello, more Gundam Wing. We're almost there. I think there's, we calculated it out. I think there's going to be three more Gundam Wing episodes. Uh, because we're almost at the end of the series. I think there's eight episodes left and then the movie and then we'll be done. Um, so hang in there. I've got plans for like back to normal episodes soon. <laughs> Muffin's meowing at me because she wants food. So I hope you enjoy this one. Bye. There is no escape. There is only Gundam Wing. Hello. This is Elise. And this is Autumn. And we're here to talk about episodes 38 to 41 of Gundam Wing. That's right! We did another four episodes. Because we get through them! Because we realized if we do four episodes of Gundam Wing per one episode of this, that's two more sets, and then endless waltz, and then we'll be free and we'll be done. We'll be free, we'll be done. We'll move on to the next shitty anime. No! We'll go back to normal podcast episodes. Uh, remember, yeah. remember how this is not a media recap podcast? Oh, as I know. Often, as often as you do those. But we both know we'll probably just end up watching a shitty anime together outside the podcast. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. I have a list. Never over for us. We already, we already decided on one. It was going to be that one, uh, that one battle royale where they get the rules from through the phone oh yeah yeah that turned uh, out King, to be king's game? yeah king's game yeah which is the anime of the second arc of a manga which, <laughs> so what it actually does is it flashes back to arc one all the time oh yeah that'd be sick uh, first we have our duty to fulfill unfortunately episode, episode 38, 38 the birth of queen relena it opens on the recap. It does the title drop, and it continues with the recap. It just—I it took me a second to be like, "Wait, wait, are they still going? They're still going." Uh, so here's the recap: The White Fang exists. They yep. are a rebellious group against the Oz Romafeller troops, and they seem to be kind of winning, which is not great. Um, for Oz. Uh, Mobile Dolls! It shows a fight between the Mobile Dolls and the White Fang, and the Mobile Dolls once again have turned into total chumps. Uh, I misspelled Wufei. During this fight, Wufei shows up and he starts yelling about how there needs to be peace and face. There needs to be peace and space. Um, which is weird because he's the one who just only wants to wage war in space. Uh, Noin sees Wufei killing the fuck out of everyone and calls him kind and says that they need to recruit him because Noin's putting together a Gundam force. Uh, during the conversation with Noin and Wufei, where Noin's trying to convince Wufei to join him, she mentions that she loves outer space. Noin has never been into outer space, as far as we know. This is the first time she's ever been depicted as in outer space. I think she's lying. 
I, I I think she may be lying. She might just be lying. Um, they talk to each other about their goals. Uh, Wu Fei essentially goes, "No, you're a woman," and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to Duo. Duo's hanging out in his uh, apartment with Hildy. I don't I don't know if they live together. I think they do at this point. Seems like it. I think they're banging. Or it's heavily implied that they're a couple. Um, and she suggests that Duo doing White Fang, and Duo goes, nah, I should get, like, a real job. And Hildy goes, oh, yeah, so, like, this resource satellite is requesting, is, like, hiring. And, oh, hey, they're by the, this one's owned by the Winter family. That's weird. I thought they shut down with her uh, when the head died. And Duo realizes this means Catra is probably there. So he shows up and talks to Katra. And essentially, they just kind of gap at each other for a while. Um, Katra is trying to keep it on the download that he's back, which is why he's wandering around just giving people orders. Uh, he is the head of the family, but not officially, because all his sisters are doing all the work. Surprise. The, the man sits back while the women do the work. This, this, this show has issues with uh, gender equality. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So they talk to each other for a while. Duo reveals that he's not actually there to get a job. He's just stopping by to say hi. And he tells Katra about Duo, but leaves out some... About Troa. Sorry, about Troa. Duo tells Katra about Troa, which I'm sure won't end poorly at all. Uh, we cut to the circus. We learn that the circus that Troa works at is named the A-Circus. Troa can apparently speak lion because he's having a chat with a lion when Katra runs up and is like, Troa, you're here. I'm so happy to see you. And apparently Duo didn't mention to Katra that Troa has amnesia and PTSD. <laughs> so Troa has uh, an episode and uh, Catherine, who is the person who's taking care of him at the circus, uh, tells him to go inside, and she yells at Catra over being an asshole and trying to drag him back into war. Catra thinks about the, the harm he's done for like a second and then wanders off. We go back, or there's a bit of a time skip. It's the night. It's time for the circus to start, except it's not a circus, it's a sipkus. <laughs> because that is apparently what it... Or maybe that's just the name of the of the Big Tent. Maybe the name of the tent is Sipkis. Maybe. It's but it, it looked, Circus. It did look like the same sign. Oh. That's true. Um, but it did it, that it is just straight up saying Sipkis S and all. Mm -hmm. Uh during the circus of fight between the White Fang and uh Oz starts and Oz lands on the colony to like get solid ground under them so they can fire up. And White Fang goes, Oh, I can't believe they would put this, the colony in uh, harm's way. Anyway, and so the White Fang starts firing on the colony as opposed to retreating so that Oz has to pursue them off the colony. So the colony is getting fucked up. Catra uh, gets in Sandrock and... Uh, starts beating the shit out of the Oz forces on the colony. Troa 
realizes that it is his place on the battlefield. So he doesn't have his memories back. So he is going to go help out Catra, despite the fact he doesn't have a mobile doll or mobile mobile suit. He talks. Uh, Catherine tries to talk him out of it, but he's like, "No, this is my place is on the battlefield. Thank you for taking care of me. Bye bye." Uh, and then the the episode remembers that its title is "The Birth of Queen Relena," so it goes back to Relena on Earth. Uh, she has been made the official head of the Romafeller Foundation, and she sends out a broadcast galaxy wide that she is declaring herself the queen of the world somehow. And then she announces that she is dissolving every national border using her authority, which is given to her by shut the fuck up. Don't worry <laughs> she, about it. She just can. She can just do that. I, if, if you can brock herself on that many televisions, you can say where you want and it'll be true. Ah, true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the episode. Uh, uh, that is the end of episode thirty-eight. What did you think? I like it when there isn't Wu Fei. Yeah, like he's just—he's just a nuisance of the show. He's—he's he's around to cause problems, and that's about it. Yeah, he just—good news. He just kind of does this for the rest of the series. Like, but it's not like, even like, he never does anything like major or anything. He's just like, he's just a past. Just a misogynistic past. Yep. Yeah, Wufei sucks, and every scene he's in instantly gets worse and less interesting. Because you know what he's going to do. He's going to yell about how there shouldn't be war in space as he continues to wage a war in space. And then he's going to be misogynistic towards any women who are there. Yeah. He, he sucks. Especially now that he he just attacks like anyone, yeah, like, everyone, yeah. Like he was attacking like I think was was that like colony defenses, <laughs> like defense turrets. I mean, to be fair, they were firing on him. They were because he was. Attacking... But yeah, that's because Oz. He was attacking Oz. Like he just he's going after everyone and everything without any like. Thoughts or reason besides just conflict bad, so I'm gonna be the conflict. Hmm. And I, mm -hmm. episode 39 Troa's return to the battlefield, where we figure out that I've been misspelling Troa's name in my notes. Mm hmm. Whoops. It, it's actually spelled just how how it, you think it would be. It's spelled phonetically, which was by mistake. I thought they were going to do something fancy with it. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> well, no, because Troa... I guess Troa does have a soft W in it. Yeah, it's very, it's very soft, but it's kind of there. You, you, I feel like you could also just be like T-R-O-A, and that'd be phonetic as well. Yeah, I guess I've been saying his name Troa when it's Troa. Yeah, it's 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 a it is a subtle difference that I my ears cannot pick up. <laughs> I I can pick it. I can pick it up, but that's also because I'm saying it. Yeah, that that helps. <laughs> Anyways, enough stalling. <laughs> uh, it, 
you get the recap. Who cares? Uh, Zex, or no, it's two soldiers from Oz who are talking about how Relena just declared peace everywhere. So obviously, this means more war, and they're not wrong. Uh, they take off and they have a mobile suit with them. I'm not actually. I guess those are Sally Poe's friends. So I think that was the heavy arms, wasn't it? I don't remember exactly. I mean, you don't see it, but it's the only one that makes sense because Sally already has the wing one. So the only one that would be. Fuck, yeah, I don't know who that. That has to be the heavy arms because the heavy arms shows up at the end. It does. Of, of uh, episode 41. God, this doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter. Um, so the two leave a coffee shop and we see inside the coffee shop and Zex is moping in there uh, about how he's not a soldier anymore. And then the White Fang show up and they remind you that they've existed this entire time. They were mentioned way at the start. They were... Uh, Hero Yui, no, the other ones, uh, political party, who, after he got assassinated, kind of went into, like, guerrilla action. And so they're there to recruit Miliardo, because he's not Zex anymore, he's back to being Miliardo. And they reveal that they need him to go back to space. <laughs> uh... And it looks like he's not going to join them. Spoiler. By the end of the next episode, he Miliardo has become the head of the new head of the White Fang. Yeah, oh. it, it really just happens. <laughs> well, it makes it makes sense because they're the White Fang are opposing Oz of the Romafellers headed by Relena, so they want their head to be her counterpart, her brother. Yeah. So if he if she's saying this is what we're doing based off my power as the peace crafts, my power and legitimacy as the peace crafts, the White Fang also want the power and legitimacy of the peace crafts. What's that? The Saint Kingdom's been wiped out twice and no one really cares? And they were just kind of their own little place. It's not like they were the old heads of the world or anything. Don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, speaking of, we go to a meeting of the Romafellers. And Dirk uh, Dermail is talking about the uh, the plans for the Romafellers. And the next steps is such and such. And uh, one of the Romafeller leaders is like, hey. Why the fuck are you telling us what to do? You're not the head. You're not the head of the Roma fellers anymore. Relena is. You just declared that. She just declared that. You need to step down. And or I think you need to step down. Let's put this to a democratic vote. And Duke Mail goes, "No. I will not be a dictator like Trey's was." Which is why I'm refusing to allow a democratic vote about whether or not I should be in power. Because I'm not a dictator. And the guy goes, okay. And he sits back down. <laughs> um, he realizes that he accidentally kind of started a coup against himself. Womp womp. 
and the meeting ends and the guy who suggested that he step down is talking to his supporters one of whom is Dorothy and I guess it was Dorothy's idea and I don't know why people are listening to Dorothy listen to the child she knows best yeah I mean that is that is also did I make, mean, like a girl the same age the queen of the world yeah like in actuality yeah young people really do know the best the younger they are the better someone get a toddler <laughs> they, they would be the perfect ruler <laughs> i wish this was a joke and this is the plot of endless waltz anyways oh well i mean she's not a toddler but the main villain of endless waltz is quite young younger than relato sick it's very funny Anywho, we go back into space. Uh, Noin, Katra, and Troa are hanging out. Noin's wearing a cowboy outfit for some reason. It rocks. It's a cool outfit, but like, you think she'd be in a spacesuit? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like people she... are really nonchalant about not being ready for a. Uh, a hull breach during yeah. shit. Which, I mean, that's not even a Gundam thing, because in most Gundams, part of going into, like, Red Alert battle stations is everyone puts on spacesuits. In most I... series. Like, they're fully ready for a hull breach. Not this show. Not this show. Fucking tassels time. Tassel time. Also, how, like, they're... Also, why why does why why shuttle have gravity? Come to think of it, I'm guessing they have some like like some engine that mimics gravity and ships or something like that. I feel I like it's pretty common in like sci-fi shows. I guess, except for the shuttles that don't. Because uh, remember that one time when. Uh, <laughs> Catra got launched across the shuttle and his sister had to, like, throw herself in his way to take the impact? I, I mean, uh, well, I, I mean, like, uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> we go to the Colony Duo Zone. Uh, Hildy is returning with, uh, from a grocery run, and she overhears that the White Fang are trying to strong-arm Duo into joining, and he's like, no... Like, y- y'all are dumb shits. I'm not going to join you. And they go, oh, oh, we could force you to do that. And he goes, I, I could kill you. <laughs> like, very easily, you motherfuckers. And so they leave. Duo and Hildy talk for a while. Hildy wants him to join White Fang because she doesn't like that he doesn't get the recognition she feels he deserves. But, and she also wants to join Oz. And I think the idea is join Oz and, like, undermine them. Though I don't think she mentioned the undermining part. I think she just mentioned joining Oz again. Yeah, Uh, might might be a little fun. Go on a little trip. (laughs) uh, Duo tells her that she's not allowed to do that. I would like to remind you that Hildy does appear to be almost as good as pilot as Duo. Because they did kind of fight that one time in equal mobile suits and she did almost defeat him oh yeah but no she's a lady she's not allowed to fight Mm -mm, mm -mm. 
Women can't. Yeah. Uh, Duo reveals, uh, explains he doesn't want to be a hero or hero. He just wants to do what's right. And so he takes off in his Gundam from the colony, which, as a reminder, colonies are big enough to hide a Gundam, but space is too small for to hide a Gundam. <laughs> Sound logic to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get an update on the White Fang and their plans. They are cranking out uh, more upgraded mobile dolls that Tuberoff had been working on, and they're also completing the construction on the Libra, which was the big battleship Tuberoff was working on. Uh, I can't remember. Trollock, Hatcher, and Noin are going somewhere. I can't remember where... But Oz sees them and assumes that they're White Fang because their shuttle is white or something. So they have to get into a fight. Uh, Troa hops out first into a White Taurus and starts killing the shit out of them. Uh, Katra and Noin also hop out. Katra in his Sandrock, which is not made for space combat. And Noin and another White Taurus, they're all fighting each other. Or they're all fighting. It's going not great. Troll is getting the shit kicked out of him because it's he's just an Atoros and he's surrounded. Uh, so Katra has to ride the explosion from the shuttle they were in to catch up to Troa and save him. Uh, and then in the fight, Katra and another Taurus are like wrestling. And they run into, and I mean this literally, Duo and the Death Scythe, who was just floating in space invisible. And I... The odds of this are very small. Even if Duo purposefully went there, knowing there was a fight, and there was a shot of him observing the fight, even if he positioned himself just right, still extremely small chance that this would happen. Like... Do, 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 does his suit just like have cloaking? Yeah. Okay. The cloak, the cloak on his suit makes him invisible. Okay. Okay. His his That's cloak what I cloaks him. It's cloak cloaks. Uh, so duo duo joins the fight while the second OP starts playing. We don't get the second OP as the OP for a couple more episodes, but the second OP to Gundam Wing is very good. The it's music, pretty, yeah. The music for Gundam Wing continues to be maybe the best thing by some of the suit designs. Yeah. Gundam Wing does have some pretty cool suit designs and some very dumb ones. Yep. Uh, but Duo joins them and fucks shit up and then officially joins the Gundam Alliance, putting the total number of Gundams in the Gundam Alliance to two. <laughs> and Wufei's already refused to join. And no one knows where the heavy arms is. Or where Hero is. This is going great. It's going so good. And then hmm. we discover that Hero heard Relena's speech. And he's decided, no, this will not do. This will not do at all. He needs to kill Relena. And he watches the speech. <laughs> And he says, the thing, Relena, I'm going to kill you. 
Gosh, it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's episode 39. What did you think? Oh, gosh, I'm going to kill Relena. Episode 40. <laughs> <laughs> A new leader. A new leader. Uh, we get the recap. We show a map from the White Fang showing off, like, all of... I think it's the military bases that Oz still controls. Or it's Oz looking at a map, and it's all the military bases the White Fang controls. I can't remember which. It doesn't matter. The map uh, is shitty as fuck. It's, uh, it's like that one old oh, dude no, in the Hawaiian shirt. And, right, like... It's it's and some, like... Yeah. And some, like, fucking throwaway character with... I think the worst voice acting of the show so far. And that is saying something. Like, this entire first scene, in general, might be the worst scene in this show. It is... It, it is a scene of, like, the old Hawaii shirt guy, like, describing, essentially, like, like the base plot of what's happening currently. Uh-huh. It's, it is so... It drags off. It feels like it drags off for eternity. It's so boring. The voice acting and the voice lines are so stilted, and this like little like fucking there's this like side like character just made for this scene. Like the way he talks is like they really just got some like random dude, like like some random intern in the office that was like has nothing to do with the voice work, and just like hey. uh get over here we got a job for you read these lines real quick no context do a voice do a voice and he does a voice he like it... he has like a valley girl accent yeah I guess because the guy howard that's his name i guess because howard has a hawaiian shirt he wanted to also go for like a beach theme yeah it's really bad uh, and so it's like, well, oh, these are the five powers that are involved in this conflict. Well, what there do you, is, what do you mean? There's five powers. Yes, there are five powers. One of them being the White Fang. Oh yeah, they're the ones who are doing this. <laughs> like, oh gosh, it's. I need to, I need to explain for those who haven't seen it. The voice I just did is magnitudes better than what the VA did. Oh, it is! That was a much better job. Anyways, there are five forces. There's the White Fang, the Oz Space Corps, Space Force, the Gundams, the Colony Citizens, which I guess are a military power, despite the fact that they have no military. Uh, and everyone on the Peace Million who are joining the Gundams, which make it four powers. Why... Why did you say there were five if you were already about to say we're joining the others to make it four? Howard, you are a duck. <laughs> uh, we get a fight. I'm trying to remember what happens in the fight. Oh, right. It's um, Oz is fighting the White Fang in a city and is like, hey, surrender. Uh... Or we're gonna destroy you for defiling peace, and the white things go, no, fuck you. And the guy goes, okay, time to destroy you for defiling peace. And they start fighting. One of the white fang guys, I swear, checks a teleprompter. He just like kind of like looks off screen, like 
and like in the middle of like like during a pause in the middle of like a his sentence. like sentence, yeah. Which is weird because this is an animated show. <laughs> For we we try this uh, revolutionary new idea of mocapping. For a single scene, <laughs> but only one take. <laughs> and... Uh, and then something happened that wasn't important enough for me to write a note, I guess. Uh, so we go to Dirk Dumail, who is talking to Relena and the rest of the uh, executives of the Romafellers. And essentially, it's just him going, Okay, so here's the plan. And then Relena going, Hey, you're not the one in charge. I am. You said that. And he goes, no, I'm the one who's in charge because I say so. And all the other executives are like, no, you don't talk for us. So we're going to have to, like, bring this up at the next general meeting. This meeting is absurd. And Jermaine's still angry that he cooed himself. Like, Durant, like, straight up says, I believe I speak for everyone. And then everyone else in the room goes, no, no, you <laughs> don't. We don't agree with you. <laughs> it's very funny. <sighs> so, Dermain, or Dermail, I can't actually remember what his name is. I think, I think it's, I think it's Dermain. Okay. Uh, Dermain is talking to Dorothy and just like, man, where did I go wrong? And Dorothy goes, lol, get wrecked. Uh, you should go into space. And, like, personally take control of space. And, or of the fight in space. And that'll bring everyone's confidence back to you. Uh, and it is revealed that she is Dirk Dermain's granddaughter. Or we already knew that and I just forgot. I... Uh, we definitely knew she was like the granddaughter of someone in Rockefeller. I'm not sure if we ever Romafeller. Romafeller, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if we ever told who though. Mm. Just that she was like someone's kid. Yeah, someone important's kid. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Dorothy then comes and tells Relena it's time for her like a big speech. Uh, Dorothy has been wearing the same dress for like three episodes now, but it's a very cute dress and a very cute outfit. So I don't blame her. I just mm -hmm. hope she's been watching it. Nah. So Relena starts to give her speech about how she wants to actually like actually does believe in pacifism. And all, there's all these world leaders here. And if they all work together, they can actually create pacifism on earth and then spread it to space now here's a question for you autumn yep these are all world leaders and like the heads of nations and shit right yeah at least that's what's implied related just dissolved all nations she sure did these people aren't important anymore then they sure aren't whoops oh i guess like even if they don't have like they're not actually in charge, they still have like cultural significance to like their areas. Yeah, that is true. So um, like, yeah, they still have like some say, even like I, I guess the all powerful whatever so, like says that everything's ruled by Relena. 
mm-hmm. now. I, I still, guess. I, I guess still just, could... Yeah, but like, like why, why could why, how I just, she's queen now? Just that's it. Just like yeah. yeah, no, no one's like, no one's fights against it. Or like it's like uh uh-uh. uh, just like yeah. I saw it on television. So it's got to be true. It's got to be true. <laughs> so we also see that Hero has knocked out a Romafeller troop who is coincidentally his uniform size. So Hero is disguised as a Romafeller troop. He has a gun. He's on his way to kill Relena. And we cut to Wufei, who's in space and continuing to kill the fuck out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he is now near the Libra, which is the big battleship that was being constructed. Uh, so he's killing the shit out of it. Turns out they're all dolls, I guess. Which is important because the Libra reveals that it is a fully functional battle system besides its giant cannon. Uh, and its propulsion, but boy howdy, his other systems sure work great. And so they fire a fusillade of lasers at Wufei and completely fuck him up and also destroy a bunch, whole bunch of the dolls. Uh, it turns out Miliardo is also there and is just like, nope, the Gundams are our enemies. We can't trust the Gundams for joining us. We're not, we don't really speak for the colonies anymore. We speak for ourselves and for the trees. Uh, Wufei, it does cut back to Wufei, and Wufei actually did get the shit kicked out of him, which is actually kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, and he, he muses on the fact he got the shit kicked out of him. So we know that the next time you show up, you'll be exactly the same kind of person as he was before. But but also, he like he says something about, like, you know, like, it, it's, like, fucked up with them to, like, attack their own troops, even if they're just, like, robots. Yeah, even if they are just dolls. Which I find weird. Well, I think that was to establish the fact that the Libra didn't just kill a bunch of white fangs, because it wasn't mentioned before that those were dolls. It was, yeah, it wasn't mentioned before, but like then you, then he's like, "Oh, okay, they're just dolls, and that's still just as bad." Yeah, no. <laughs> Wufei's the one who hates the dolls a lot because it means he doesn't get blood on his hands. Again, he and Dorothy would be the best of friends. Gosh, they would be. Like, like how w- how dare you sacrifice like not human lives? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go back to Relena. Relena continues her speech while Hero uh, is hidden in the rafters with a pistol. And he's got a clear shot. He can take the shot. Uh, and he's just mentally arguing with Relena, being like, that's just idealism. You can't do this. Uh, but eventually he does get convinced. Uh, Relena does see Hero and is just like, do it, Hero. Kill me. Take the shot. And he doesn't. Um, of course he does. <laughs> Like, and he changes his mind after, like, you know, she gives her speech, and then he that he's like, oh, yeah, it's just idealism. And then just, like, everyone starts clapping. And I guess at that point, he was like, oh, okay. I think, I think the idea is that he's just, like, she's just being idealistic, and then the more she listens to him, or he listens to her, he, he, he gets convinced. He goes, okay, you know what? This could work. Like, okay. I'll, I'll let you take a chance. I'll take a chance and let you give it a shot. And so he walks away, and everything looks to be great. The Roma fellers have decided they're going to go with this peace idea, 
like war might actually come to an end. And then the White Fang uh, sent out a transmission or like, hey, motherfuckers, we're declaring war on you, you dumb bitches. Uh, Emiliardo uh, comes into frame and is like, hey, I'm the new leader of the White Fang. We're going to destroy Earth because all conflict comes from Earth. Because I, they realized at the start of the show I was a discount char. And then they realized now they're at the end. Oh, fuck. We forgot to make our discount char actually char. So now he's just stealing char's uh, plans from char's counterattack. Except he doesn't get to give the really cool speech about humanity's soul being held down by gravity. Uh, and so White Fang declares war by assassinating Duke Dermale. Um Dorothy sees it, and apparently Dorothy didn't actually think he was going to die. She actually did suggest that he go into space. Because I guess she actually did want him to get political power or something. Uh, Dorothy at first seems upset that her grandfather died, and then she gets super fucking hyped because, oh yeah, my grandpa died in battle. The best way to die. And, uh, final shot is Hero is walking out of the building and sees the, uh, broadcast, and he goes, ah, Billiardo, I'm going to stop you. And then he does the bang thing he does when he's just like, I'm going to kill you. But he doesn't say it out loud. So we don't know if uh, Zex will actually survive forever now. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't actively say that he was going to kill him. So yeah, maybe he doesn't have the plot armor. He might have like the plot pauldrons, but not like the full armor yet. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. I still say the Valley Girl boy is still the best part of the episode. Absolutely. His VA is so bad, it wraps around to being amazing. It really does. I, that, that's, that's definitely the hardest I've, I've laughed in a hot fucking minute. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, it just has these like beautiful little like nuggets of terrible. It's like a chocolate chip cookie. You bite into the... Goo- hot, gooey, bad. Do you know my high school nickname? <laughs> Episode 41, <laughs> Crossfire at Bard. We finally get the new OP. Uh, Rhythm Emotion. It's really good. It's good. My favorite part of it is everyone's uh, outfits are from 10 episodes ago. <laughs> Because in it, Relena is wearing her Sank Kingdom outfit. And Hero has the Sank Kingdom cape draped on his back. So it really feels like it was supposed to come in like five or six episodes ago. Whoops. So, start of the episode, uh, the White Fang are launching a huge assault on the barge. Um, it did get mentioned last episode that that's why the Libra had to use its... Uh, cannons to defeat Wufei just because most of their forces were committed to this. Um, It's actually pretty cool because it we see inside the barge and the Oz troops getting ready and it actually feels like a battle, like the prelude to a battle, like it should be in an anime. 
where everyone's running around and like setting shit up and there's constant countdowns and like, ah, you know, th this many people have crossed this threshold. This is how much Arcan has been charged. All right, 10 seconds until impact. Nine, eight, seven, six, et cetera, et cetera. So like how large scale battles should have been portrayed this entire time, which is cool because it's not like that for the rest of the episode. Uh, we learned that Oz has finally developed a weapon that can pierce the stupid invincible shield. It's a beam rifle. And I think the idea behind it is that it fires a beam that is significantly more concentrated so that the shield can't just dissipate it all. Um, but unfortunately, they overheat really fast. So while this does allow Oz to fight back, uh, the White Fang still have the advantage. By the way, Oz and the Rumpfellers are kind of the good guys again. Yeah, White Fangs are the bad now. Yep. The, uh, plot. This plot makes no sense. Like, um, there's, there's no overarching like bad like no overarching enemy or even just like an like an ideal that the main characters have to fight against. It's just whatever. Well, no, there is. It's war. The enemy of the show is war. But the solution for every time is war. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the, the show tries to make a point, but it can't, because it doesn't. So, there's another Gundam series, Gundam Zero Zero, or Gundam Double Zero, which is just, what if Gundam Wing was good? So how it works in that is that um, the Gundams are, there's five Gundams, and what they do is they declare war on anyone who will fight war and just absolutely annihilate all offensive forces in it. So they they actually do end wars by preventing them from being able to be fought because they have overwhelming power. And there is the main character is a child soldier with a very disturbing past and you People may have seen the GIF uh, from that uh, show where it's the young female leader of a nation is talking to him and she goes, wait, were you at war? And he goes, I'm still at in war. No, yes, I fought in the war. I'm still fighting right now. Which in context, which uh, it makes a lot of sense, out of context, it makes sense. But what he's saying is, the war never ended for me. I've never been able to relax because I have such bad PTSD. Also, very important note, she is the leader of the nation that he was fighting against when he was a child soldier and brainwashed. Because that's another thing that it actually, Double Zero does well. Is it actually uh, goes into how incredibly fucked up it is that this kid was a child soldier. Anyways, uh, I, from what I've seen of Double Zero, Double Zero is really good. I need to get back to it. I just kind of fell off it. I can't remember why I fell off it. I think it just did. Anyways, that was a complete tangent, but it seemed kind of uh, necessary. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Back to Gundam Wing. Ah, shit. Uh, So the fight is progressing, and it seems to be kind of a stalemate. Um, White Fang can't really push too much closer in. Uh, So Miliardo gets in the Epion and takes off. So now we know that Oz is fucked. Uh, As the Epion goes out, the White Fang's third in command? Uh, he's the one who's in charge in the command vessel. It's like, hey, Miliardo, don't do that. You're supposed to be leading the forces from the rear. And Miliardo goes, yeah, okay, bud, you do that. Goes off to fight and fucks up the white fang, or Oz. Uh, Team Gundam hears about the fight and decides they need to go off and figure out why Miliardo is working for the white fang. Uh, Hero is on Earth and he just wiped out a base so that he can go into space to go fight White Fang. Uh, but Sally Poe is there. Hi, Sally. It's been a while. Um, she has the heavy arms for some reason and gives it to Hero to take with him into space because she figures that he'll probably eventually run into um, uh, Troa because I guess Gundam pilots are like stand users. And that they attract each other. Especially certain Gundam user uh, pilots, if you know what I mean. Wonk. <laughs> the Robofellers are having a meeting, and uh, the one guy who really supports Relena is upset. He reveals that he knew Relena's parents, and he's sorry that their actions drug both siblings into war. And he's just like, oh, I wish there was some way we could uh, deal with this. Uh, and then Trades just shows up. And he goes, okay, I'm in charge again. Um, <laughs> Relena goes and talks to Trades. And he goes, oh, hey, Relena, you're not queen anymore. I'm in charge now. And she goes, oh, but but I want to do peace. And he goes, yeah, okay, cool, no. Uh, and then she leaves, and she didn't even get to keep the outfit. Uh, and she decides she needs to go into space. Uh, Dorothy's still in her cool outfit, though. Yeah, like, it seems like her being queen was going to be such a big plot point. It's just over. Yep, we went through, in this one podcast episode, we went through the entirety of her being the queen. And it's also very funny that they kind of made a big deal about this political coup she did, and then Trace just shows up and does another political coup. Yeah, and <laughs> just no effort either. He just, he just shows up, and everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah, alright. Well, I mean, but they I, do have guns. Yeah, but I, not even Elena like, puts up a fire. She's just like, oh, okay. He's just like, everyone just accepts it. Like, the, the, who's, like, who is, like, the villains or the good guys just changes so often that no one cares anymore, even in the show. Yeah. Everyone's just like, alright, this is happening now. Okay, sure. <laughs> I, I, I guess the only thing people care about is not fucking dying. Which, yeah, that's still a fucking coin flip right now with any <laughs> given person. Uh, we go back into space. Uh, the barge cannons getting or the barge is getting fucked up, so they decide they're going to fire their cannon. It's only at eighty percent yield, but uh, they're going to fire it. Uh, Team Gundam runs into the Epion, and they think Hero's piloting it, and they're like. Hell yeah! Heroes here with the Epion! And then it starts attacking them, and they go, Oh god! Heroes? That's not Hero, that's Miliardo. Um, and so they try to have a conversation with Miliardo, 
and then the barge cannon fires, and uh, Miliardo was standing between Team Gundam and the barge, so I guess they didn't see the cannon firing. So they're barely able to escape. Um, the barge destroys the White Fang command, command vessel. Uh, so the third in command, whose name I didn't bother learning, is dead. Like, extremely dead. Uh, but the barge cannon also clips the side of a colony. And, you know, there goes all of Oz's uh, hopes for uh, support from the colonies. So, Z- Relena, Relena, God, Milliardo goes back to fighting Team Gundam. Uh, Noin huggles him so that Katra and Duo can go and stop the barge from firing again because it's about to fire again. Uh, Noin and Milliardo talk, and basically Milliardo goes, "No." He 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 gives a half-hearted char speech about Earth being the source of all conflict, and there can only truly be peace when the Earth has been destroyed. Uh, so he breaks out of the huggle and goes after Team Gundam. As the barge is about to fire its cannon again and just wipe out everything, uh, the Epion tears past Team Gundam and bisects the barge with one swipe of its sword. And then it explodes. And then Team Gundam's sad about the barge being destroyed. And are like, it's over. It's sinking. Why do you care? Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. The, Team Gundam now uses the Peace Million, like, officially. And Sandrock has now been equipped for space. And that's the big upgrade that Sandrock gets. Uh, Duo got a double-bladed uh, scythe and can turn invisible and got a bunch of upgrades. Wufei got a whole shit ton of upgrades to his Gundam. Sandra can now go in space. <laughs> and that's episode 41, Crossfire at Barge. That sure was an episode. That sure was. Yeah, that's a... Th- this show has a plot. Are you sure? No, but I'm going to tell myself this to try to feel better. Okay. <laughs> But no, it really doesn't. Like, consistently, things just happen. Like, it feels like, like the writer came up with like major plot points throughout, like all the major plot points throughout the show, but didn't bother to figure out what happens in between them to cause them. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, ma- like events, still to dialogue. Next event that hap- just happens without reason. Ah, uh, the Ruby problem. <laughs> Where there's big fight scenes and then in between, just filler. So I'm going to go off on a small tangent here. Alright. About Ruby. Alright. And what I think would have made Ruby way better. Because mm-hmm. I think I sent you this message yeah. like, a week ago. But I think what would have made Ruby way better is if Ruby was just the fight scenes that were uploaded with descriptive titles and so between each fight scene everyone could just fill in the gaps 
So this idea can kind of comes from Super Eye Patch Wolf, who has his own anime, which is only told through merch. And so it's the big climactic moments from the anime. So you get all the merch, and it's like you can figure out what's going on, and you fill in the gaps in between because you know that these cool events are happening. With Ruby, just give it like descriptions, like the big fight at uh, what's the school? Uh, fucking or the city they're in. Ah. Uh... <laughs> The end of season two has the big fight in the city. Just tell mm-hmm. it, you know, the battle of name of city. And like, people are like, oh, okay. So somehow there's a fight here. And there's all these two, all these cool characters doing all these cool things. And like, you could just do like tournament arc, Pyra versus Penny. And you'd be like, oh, okay. There's some sort of tournament going on. And Penny and Pyra are fighting. And it would be great because, like everyone, everyone agrees the best part of Ruby is the fight scenes. Oh yeah. And the weakest part is they're trying to be a plot, right? I mean, I think the worst part about it is Rooster Teeth. Well, I mean, yes. Because <laughs> like Ruby's plot, it's bad and dumb, but it's in a way that like I can tolerate, mm-hmm. like unlike Wing. Yeah. <laughs> so really, the worst part is just, you know, everyone behind it. <laughs> yeah, the thing is that if Rooster Teeth... I think if Ruby was made by someone other than Rooster Teeth, it would have been better. Oh, yeah. I, I think a lot of the problem is with Rooster Teeth just not having the right experience to do this. Which they've said, like, they're like, oh, no, we've never really done anything like this before. This is our first time doing this. We were assigned to watch these animes to come up with our own ideas, which is why the first episode starts with the first scene from the Cowboy Bebop movie, and then the second scene is the scene from Legend of Korra where she's uh, being interrogated. There's a lot of problems with Ruby. I, when I watched it, I did like some of the fight scenes. Yeah. Honestly, like, even with just, like, yeah, they didn't know what they were doing, they admitted it. It's like, if it was if it was someone else saying that, I'd be like, alright, that's kind of endearing. It's, it's, it's the rooster teeth, at least for me. It's like, alright, someone tried and made something bad. Alright, fine. But then they, but then themselves suck, which makes it just so much worse. Yeah, by the way, in case you missed it, Rooster Teeth's apparently most of Magic Man and Rooster Teeth fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bad people. Like, very transphobic. Which, god, that sucks. It really fucking sucks. God. Anyways. They should have. They should have just stepped, stuck to uh, Machinima. Yeah, they were good at Machinima. Anyways, that's the episode. <laughs> Gundam uh, Wing, everybody. Gundam Wing. I think we spent a good portion of this episode talking about other stuff, which is more enjoyable, but not Ruby. Ruby is not more enjoyable. I enjoy Gundam Wing more than Ruby because 
Well, I'm enjoying parts of God of Wing more than Ruby. <laughs> I'm in. I, I'm enjoying spending time watching a yes. silly show with my friend. Yes, this would be agonizing to watch without you, Autumn. Thank you for joining me on these. Thank you for having me. I promise I will burn the blackmail. I promised I would. Don't don't mention that. You know, fucking keep, keep that shit quiet. Too bad I got more. Ha 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 ha.